BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Traveling for one of the big conference tourneys in Nashville or Minneapolis this March? Do yourself a favor. Stay at Graduate Hotels, Bridgestone Arena, Target Center. Their hotels are close to both tournament venues. So why would you stay anywhere else? I love staying at the Nashville location, and I'll be at the Minneapolis location for the Big Ten Championship. And if you're one of my listeners, you can save 30% off with the promo code DUG. That's DUG, D-O-U-G. Good at any Graduate Hotels location, up to 30% off. How do you do it? Really simple. Book today at graduatehotels.com. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. What up with you, Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Tyrac.com studios, Tyrac.com, hope you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, over 10,000 recommended installers, Tyrac.com, the way tire buying should be. Welcome in. Hope you're having a great day, you're having a great, uh, your, your kids are around, right? Like, man, this long break is killing me. Like, all right, you get through it, right? You get through it, we all will. Um, I, I got to remind you after the show, like right after the show, the podcast will be going up. Now we have a podcast hour. So it's an hour of content we put up right after the show. You just search Doug Gottlieb, wherever you get your podcasts and you can make sure you follow rate review, um, and subscribe to the podcast. Again, just search Doug Gottlieb, wherever you get your podcast, you'll see today's show posted right after the show, including the, uh, the live bonus hour of the show um you know i think in some ways there's lessons to be learned from the auto industry and i don't know how if you guys uh, i'm i'll just be honest i've i have my car now that i currently own i've had for i think seven years nearly eight years eight years this summer i've never owned a car for more than I think three. I think three. Jay Stu, what's the longest you've owned one vehicle? I had this. Um, I had this o o eight Acura that lasted me ten to eleven years, and I tell everybody. And Acura doesn't buy time on this show. I'm just no, saying no, this. I've, I've had. I've owned. I've owned two Acuras myself. They're awesome. 
10 to 11 years with just changing oil, just changing the tires. It was an amazing car in both the way it looked and felt and the way it ran. So I love that car. Integra or what? No, it was a TL. The TL. Six-cylinder. Yeah. Yep. Hey, he had to throw in the six-cylinder there, so it felt more manly there, right? Well, it also makes me look like I got some money, and which is definitely not true, but I want the listeners to think I have money. Well, that was back in the blind date days. That's when you were making cash. Very true. I was, make, I was making a pretty penny back then. Killing it. Killing it. What about you, uh, uh, Dan Byer? What's the longest you've owned a vehicle? Yeah, about 11 years. Yeah, 11 years. You had an Acura as well. It was that car. Yep. <laughs> Did you really? Yeah. No way. I had, when I was in, I'll, we'll, we'll do a little accurate love here. When I was in Connecticut, so this is a real story. So I had, I always wanted, uh, I'd had a Lexus before. And the reason I sold my Lexus when I moved to Connecticut in 03 was it was real wheel drive. And, you know, I, I know there's a lot of American cars in the Rust Belt that are real wheel drive. I lived in a rather hilly part of, of North Central Connecticut, and it just wasn't going to work with all that snow. So, um, I, I sold that one and I had a truck and again, like, again, this is where you, if you don't grow up in snow, you don't realize that a truck, a pickup truck can be terrible in the snow because the back end is so light. It doesn't matter if it's four wheel drive. You're not, you're so light. You're still sliding around. And, uh, it actually came to a head when, uh, this is like the winter of, I'm going to say like, Oh, two, I had a friend who lived up in like up on a like a view house and I, I got stuck really in the driveway and it was it was kind of a little hairy a little scary so but i i had i do i research cars like i'm a sneaky wannabe car i, I say wannabe car guy because while i can change the oil i can't fix the carburetor and while i can tell you the new cars that i'm interested in and a little bit about them like i don't have like working knowledge of every vehicle or i'm not one of the i wasn't one of these guys that are growing up you could listen you know close your eyes and listen and pick out what what a v8 or v6 sounds like i couldn't do that but i always wanted a lexus gs 450 h it was like three years in development so the h was the hybrid but again like back then and i feel still some hybrids now the hybrid just makes them quicker right because there's no turbo delay when you, when you press down the gas you get electric and boom and i had had a a gs 400 that's the car that i had to get rid of that i loved but it was real wheel drive and it you know so I, I was friends with a, with a Lexus dealer and um, the guy actually, the first one off the truck they brought to my house. So much so that when I, he, he was like, listen, you don't have to buy it, just drive it. You can have it for the weekend, drive it, tell me what you think. And I, we just had my, my kids, my, my girls, and they were babies. So it's a Saturday afternoon, it's a beautiful day and there's five miles on this uh, brand new car there's plastic covering on all the seats except for the driver's seat i drive around and it is a blast it is quick it is fast it is agile it's amazing and i pull into the driveway and i park it i'm like man there's my car i've been waiting for this forever i've been saving up i had like a just an average pickup truck i'll sell that boy boy i'll buy this car done and then i went i wanted to check out the trunk and it had a big battery in the trunk, so it wasn't a very big trunk. 
Uh, and so I, was, I, I went bed, to bed with the idea that I'm going to buy this. It'd be my treat to myself. I had another car that was a, a four-wheel drive car, a Highlander or whatever. It was be fine. But I looked at that trunk and I was like, I can't get the, the double stroller in there. It's, not re- it's still real-wheel drive. But I wanted the car. I woke up the next day. I'm like, I can't get the car. So I ended up getting an Acura RL. And uh, Peter Reeve was the general sales manager. And I had the greatest setup ever. Peter lived close to me. And I, we moved a couple different times. But it was always within the proximity of where he lived. And when I needed an oil change, literally, I would come out in the morning. And there would be a different Acura sitting there. I'd leave my keys in my car. And it would be a different Acura sitting there. And I'd drive it to work and drive it back. And then the next day, my car would be back. And all I'd have to do, he had my credit card. He'd run it. So like, even the oil change thing which is very rare. I didn't actually have to have to take it in. Tires, brakes, nothing. So I went like seven years with two different RLs, which I love. Now they're RLXs. Not terribly popular. They're like souped up Accords, but they, like, like you said, guys, they last forever. They last forever. Uh, my point is though that I'm just, I struggle to keep things that long um, but this car I have now, I, I like, and I have no car payment and I can drive the hell out of it. And you know, like you get a seven year old car, it's a really nice car, but I finally, I figured out like finally getting like value out of it. So now I'm kind of like holding on to it, like, do I really want a car payment? I tell people all the time, I have the best car in the world. It's paid for. Yeah. The best car in the world is paid for that. That I'm at that age where that's what I appreciate most. So. Um, when you look at cars and I don't know if you guys still do this, you know, when they redo a model, when there's a new car or a new model to a car, haven't you always been taught to wait till the second year? Cause then they get work out the kinks. Your dad ever tell you that, uh, Dan Beyer, what about you, Jay Stu? Did anybody ever tell you that in terms of advice? Like that's a new car model. Wait till the second year they're making it. Cause they got to work out all the, all the, anything that doesn't work on it. Yeah. I've heard that with, I, I want to say with mostly imports, that's the case now. With imports, I want to say that, cars, that's an they import just go thing. bad the second you drive them off the lot. Is that, that the deal? Oh, I don't. I think that's. I don't know. Who I knows? think that's the rumor. Um. Well, I I think that to be the case. I I think it's like, hey, first year you're doing it, that you're using different technology. You know, wait till the second run of it. And I kind of think that college athletics is much the same way. Like we, the first time we see something, we expect to immediately. Deliver, And a lot of it is the hype, the lead up. We knew this car was coming this year. We knew this player was coming. And, and Bronny James is much that way. Right. Bronny James is the Bronny James going to play in college. Bronny James, you know, Jonathan Giovanni put him on like the number 10 is on the prospect list. You're like, what? And so the hype was a lot like the Ford Lightning. You guys know what the Ford Lightning is? Ford Lightning is an F-150 that's all electric. And people were gobbling those. And then the GMC Hummer that they came back out with, that was like all electric. Remember that one? It was a Super Bowl ad and it can do this creep thing where it can actually like crawl sideways. You see, it's a real thing and the car can really do it. But they were going for like above sticker. And everybody I know is like, dude, wait till the second year because you got to figure out. I know it says it gets 350 miles on a charge, but how can you charge it? How fast does it charge it? You know, how far can you really go? What happens if you tow something? What does a truck feel like when it's electric? So you want to wait till year two to work out all the kinks. 
That's the same thing with Bronny James. You know, look, early on, I obviously he had the tragic heart incident where his heart stopped. So first, you're just thankful that he's alive, let alone thankful he's coming back to play basketball. These two things are amazing. But then you watch him play and you're like, yeah, he didn't really do anything first couple of games. Yeah, they got to work out the kinks. The, the issue with, with Bronny James is not that he's not good. It's that there's just a level of hype that there's no way he'll live up to. So many people haven't seen him. You haven't seen the developmental phase of the Ford Lightning. You haven't seen the developmental phase of Bronny James. You've just seen, oh, he can dunk. He can jump. I saw him in the McDonald's game hit a three. And we rush the process so much. We want... We want the new model to be perfect as soon as it comes off the assembly line. And it is just not. Last night he had 10 points. USC beat Cal. Now, the previous game he had 14 points, which is his career high. But it's against Oregon State. And they got blown out by Oregon State, who's probably the second worst team in the Pac-12. Only to Cal, who might be the worst team in the Pac-12. Or maybe it's UCLA. I don't know who they don't play uh, upcoming. I mean, the, the reality is he's a good player. He's going to be a good college player. You know, he's not really, he's not a point guard. He's not big enough or he's not a traditional scorer to be a two at this point in his career. He's really good. He plays mostly without the basketball. He can guard, he can jump, he can shoot. What this will come across is Gottlieb's hating on Bronny. Like, no. Now, is he a one and done, draft him in the first round? No. No. I actually think his style of play, which he's what you'd call blend player, right? Like you can play him with other guys. They have the basketball, they do their thing, and he just kind of stays out the way. And if you give it to him, he can shoot. It's not valued at a first round draft pick. He's not an NBA star. He's not even a college starter. But I'll tell you what, that second year round, they'll work out the kinks. And you'll start to figure out why, like, I, I, I like this car. This is good. But the last one had a door that didn't open right. The last one, they used this new uh, syncing up technology with my Bluetooth. In. Like they figure that stuff out. They, they streamlined it. That's the truth to Bronny James is second year, he'll be good. Third year, he should be an all-conference player. Fourth year, he could be an All-American. Now, that's not the way we do things anymore. And the curious part about it is USC was supposed to be good. They have... A guy, Isaiah Collier, was supposed to be the number, number one pick in the draft on some people's boards. Um, he hasn't been as good, but part of it is he's young. But they've had a really disappointing season, and I, I don't think it's Bronny's fault in any way. But I do think that the hype becomes distracting. And then, like, look, you're Andy Enfield. You're just trying to solve the Rubik's Cube that is your team. And it's got to be difficult to figure out your team while trying to figure out how do I navigate these waters with uh, the greatest player the game has seen over the past 25 years. It's a hard thing to do. Hard thing to do. So I I think if, if we are patient to wait for next year's model, I think some of that promise will be delivered. He's still not a, like a dominant player. And some of it, it's a lot like um, when Lonzo Ball came out, I had a friend tell me like, you know, one of the reasons Lonzo doesn't speak up and just kind of plays is his dad does all the talking. 
I think the same is kind of true with, with Bronny James. Like, by all accounts, delightful human being. You know, not super full of himself or anything as many of us would be. But because his dad takes up so much oxygen in the room, it's hard for Brian to have an equal or even similar personality. He doesn't. He's just kind of quiet in place. A lot like Zo. Like Zo. Jay Stu, how to do with the car analogy? Did you like that one? No, I like that. Um, it makes sense to me. I, and I'm going to let the experts like you uh, evaluate him from a talent perspective. But I do have a question about how it's covered. Do you guys get the sense that the kind of the national media really wants him to be good? Like Chris Mannix, who his beat is the NBA and boxing. He did a full write-up on SI.com today with the headline, from highlight dunk to stellar defense, Bronny James continues to impress. And then it's filled with quotes of the coach and teammates about Bronny James. And, but it, I'm saying even before the Scary Heart incident, there was this narrative seemingly that the people that cover the sport really want this to work. It's, so, it's, it's a strange one because in this day and age, most, most of the media is kind of cynical about these, these prospects. Do you guys get that sense as well? Uh, I, I don't know if they, I, I just think they want to curry favor with LeBron. I think, uh, that he has enough friends in high places that what, what is, what is the purpose of being honest? And like, I like Chris, but he's not an evaluator of, 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 at any, of any kind. Like that's not really his, he's an insider, you know, not an evaluator. So it's a weird position to put yourself. Giovanni is more of an evaluator. That one's super weird, but I think we can. You know, you're just all trying to curry favor. What do you think, Dan Byer? Do you think that the media wants this to happen and that's why they're writing stories as such? Yeah, I, I, I think that that is the case, but I also think that it has changed since the Hart situation. I thought that USC in Bronny James was going to be shoved down our throat, and it hasn't happened like that. And so while, yeah, in scoring 10 points in you know, and making these comments, he becomes a headline... But I think that it actually could have been way worse. By the way, he wouldn't have done anything. It's everybody trying to capitalize on his name in doing it. And I don't feel that that has been the case because of the hard situation, because of his delayed start to the season and us not knowing when he was going to be coming back. But I actually thought I thought he was going to be the biggest name in college basketball this year because of all of the pub that, that TV and, and social media would want to put on him. And I don't think that has been the case. I think that the the heart situation obviously changed a lot of things. Not only is it sensitive, but you don't have a launch to the season because he's not playing. So I think that that did change things with him. Hmm. Uh, that's that's absolutely fair. Absolutely fair. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up, picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all, but here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, they're like, you know, it's Creighton, you don't watch Creighton, 
and they play, and I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, not, gonna, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That could, like that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. And then they're never, yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you, t- why are you telling me? You see the whole time. <laughs> and this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. But for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, Whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide, you'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Hankook tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas, and I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Just go to TireRack.com sports to see their hand-cooked test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me, TireRack is the experts. That's TireRack.com sports, TireRack.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code Doug. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Little Kenny Chesney, if you're listening to us on the radio show. Stug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in Ben Volan. He's the senior NFL writer for the Boston Globe. And uh, Ben, I don't know, it was a month and a half or two months ago when the Patriots were going to Germany. You're like, I don't know, we lose this one. He's going to be the coach. But you said unequivocally he's not going to be the coach next year. Everyone else has kind of followed suit after you first wrote that and then said it on the show. So, so if this is his last game and – Appropriately, it's against the Jets, who he was head coach of for just one day. And um, he, he is said to uh, despise Woody Johnson's ownership and, and that franchise in general. But there's this weird place, right? They won four games. He wants to win five, but it's better off for the franchise if they don't win. What do you think happens in Foxborough? Well, Bill Belichick is going to win out in that situation as far as they're not going to tank on Sunday. They're going to go for the win. And I'd be surprised 
if they lose at home to the Jets and Trevor Simeon. This is a team the Patriots have beaten 15, 16 straight times now, and Belichick always relishes beating the Jets. And he would love for nothing more than to go out with a win over the Jets and to, uh, you know, hurt the Patriots' draft status. I think the good thing for the Patriots is I don't think they can fall below, I mean, at, at worst, below like six or seven. They might even be locked into a top five pick right now. So even if they win, it's not going to be some sort of disastrous thing for the Patriots, kind of like what it was when the Jets won and it took them out of the, the running for Trevor Lawrence. Like, the Patriots are already out of the top spot. That's already been clinched by the by the Bears, for you know, by the Panthers for the Bears. So uh, a, a win by the Patriots this Sunday isn't going to be totally killer for their draft position. They're still going to be, I think, somewhere in the top five. And, yeah, Belichick will never, ever, ever lay down against the New York Jets, no matter how much Robert Kraft wants him to. Um. Okay. Do you think ben, uh, that Bill Belichick coaches elsewhere next year? I think yes. I, I don't think he's quite done. I think there's going to be enough teams that fire coach. That, you know, the NFL that usually averages about seven vacancies a year for head coaches. Last year there were only five, so it's probably going to be closer to ten this time around. There's going to be a lot of vacancies. And I, I do think there is going to be one team that looks at Belichick says, you know, we we you know we kind of need the the buzz that he would bring. Um, I, you know, I'm thinking like the Panthers, uh, the Atlanta Falcons, if they move on from Arthur Smith. I, I think those types of teams, like down in the NFC South, where they don't they don't really have a whole lot going on right now, could use a little bit of the buzz. I could totally see Arthur Blank, you know, teaming up with Belichick for a few more years. So I don't think he's done if he, you know, if, if and when it ends here with the Patriots. But you know, it is going to be tougher for us. Who's, uh, you know, a coach is going to be seventy-two years old, um, who hasn't exactly covered himself in glory the last four years with the Patriots. It's not like teams are going to be lining up to, to hire him. But I do think he'll get a job. And uh, personally, I'm looking at the NFC South. I think one of those two teams might be a good fit for Belichick. Um, did you say NFC or AFC South? NFC. NFC, Carolina and Atlanta are the teams I'm looking at. Hmm. 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 What do you do at quarterback if you're Carolina? Atlanta's going to need a quarterback. There's there's some 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 thoughts there. Um, okay, let's let's get to some other stuff in the league. How big an issue is the AJ Brown problem in Philadelphia? I, I think it's. I think he's just one of the issues there. To me, it's it's bigger than AJ Brown. It's just like a whole, you know, uh, vibe of dysfunction going on with the offense right now. It's a new coordinator this year, you know, under Brian Johnson. I know Nick Sirianni's still kind of the leader there, but I it seems like they lost a really calming influence in, in Shane Steichen, who's gone out to Indianapolis and done a fantastic job this year winning a bunch of games with their backup quarterback, Gardner Minshew. So, uh, you know, A.J. Brown isn't happy, but I, I think it's bigger than him. It goes to the play of Jalen Hurts. It goes to the play calling, the, just the kind of the vibe with Brian Johnson and the rest of the guys right now, um, the offensive line, just the, the, the whole cohesion of the offense. And, and then, obviously, they have big issues on defense to the point where they sacked their defensive coordinator and promoted Matt Patricia a few weeks ago. So there's just... You know, the Eagles are reeling. I think there's just so much pressure on them to, to repeat after last year that uh, it, it seems like it's kind of getting to them, and, and they're they're fading here down the stretch. And they've always kind of that, – that looks like a team that's felt like, okay, you know, we know we can turn it on, at, you know, at the snap of a finger when we need to, and now that they need to, it's 
they can't find that extra gear, it seems like. So, you know, the A.J. Brown, you know, to me, he's always been a guy who, you know, kind of one of these, I don't want to call him a diva receiver, but someone who, you know, needs to be kept happy a little bit. But he's kind of always been like that. To me, the bigger issue is the play of Jalen Hurts and just the, the cohesion on offense right now. Something seems to be off with the Eagles. No question about it. Um, I haven't talked to you since the Russell Wilson stuff came out. I had been told previously he wouldn't be the quarterback there next year. I didn't know it would work out this way. I didn't know about the injury clause in his contract. Uh, how how interested is the league in Russell Wilson and being a starting quarterback elsewhere? So here's why I think he'll definitely get a job next year. Is he's going to come super cheap to his next team. The Broncos owe him $39 million next year, and they're going to cut him, it seems, even though they owe him that big fat check. And, you know, their obligation will be reduced by whatever Russell Wilson can make from another team, but there's no motivation from Wilson or the other team to pay anything but, you know, the minimum or just maybe slightly above it and stick the Broncos with with the rest of the bill. So he's going to come very cheaply. And we've seen this year how desperate teams are for quarterbacks and how many quarterbacks get hurt now and how much you know, depth is important. So as long as Wilson's maybe willing to you know, subjugate his ego a little bit, um, I definitely think there's a place for him in the league as a starter, um, maybe here in New England. Maybe this is the place where he kind of resurrects his career, and whether it's with Belichick or whoever else. Maybe, maybe Russell Wilson ends up as a Patriot. Um, hard to say right now, but I, I think just because of how cheap he is, he, he will be, uh, he'll find himself a job. But, you know, Russell Wilson's a little bit like Cam Newton in that, you know, there's like a lot, uh, you know, when you bring in Russell Wilson, you're not bringing in like one guy, you're bringing in a team, you're bringing in the guy with kind of like a big ego. And like Cam Newton, once he wasn't good enough to be a starter, it was too much to bring him in as as the backup. He was like too overbearing a presence for whoever the starter is going to be. And to me, there is a little bit of that same thing with Russell Wilson. I don't know how ideal of a backup a guy like him would be. So um, it'll be interesting to see how he kind of handles the end of his career. Is he still going to try to be, you know, uh, you know, big superstar Russell Wilson, or is he willing to kind of fade into the background a little bit like Joe Flacco uh, did? Not not just this year, but for several years in, in New York. Um, so it, it's all going to be up to Wilson how long he wants to um, you know, maintain his career and, and whether he's willing to do the things that maybe aging quarterbacks uh, you know, have to do. It's Doug Gottlieb show here on Fox Sports Radio. That's the voice of Ben Volan, writes for the Boston Globe, covers the entire National Football League. Let's circle back to the Patriots. Um, you know, there's always this weird thing when a guy leaves and he's done everything uh, is – is an act of disloyalty for the next guy to take the job. Who takes the job? It's a good question. Uh, you know, the the guy that whose name just won't die is, is Mike Vrabel. That that to me is the guy. What I've been told is the Crafts like home run hire if they can somehow trade for Mike Vrabel. It doesn't seem like it's going to happen. It seems like the price is going to be too high. Whether it's contract tr- trading, multiple you know first round picks, whatever it's going to be, it doesn't seem like. The, the you know the, the Titans really want to give up Mike Vrabel, so I think that's more pie in the sky. The name that's getting a lot of buzz right now, if they do move on from Belichick, is Brian Flores, and to me that one makes a lot of sense. It's you know to me the Crafts, yeah. When you move on from Bill Belichick, it's such a massive you know vacuum that I don't think you want to start completely over. I think you want to have bring in some people that the Crafts are familiar with and 
um, that can kind of maintain what Belichick did, but you know maybe update it for for modern NFL times. And Flores, you know, a guy who already has head coaching experience, did a decent enough job with, with the Dolphins. Um, you know, was a Patriot for 15 years. You know, grew up here in New England. Is doing a great job as uh, the Vikings defensive coordinator this year. You could bring Flores in as your head coach. He's got a lot of credibility. You can keep Gerard Mayo as your defensive coordinator. You can bring back Josh McDaniels as your offensive coordinator, which I know people in Las Vegas may snicker, but I think Josh over the years has been a very good offensive coordinator and and a quarterback tutor for a bunch of different guys. Um, So that, to me, would make a lot of sense if you could could get a guy like Brian Flores, whose name is definitely generating a lot of buzz right now. Otherwise, yeah, it's... It's difficult. I don't think you want to just like rip off the Band-Aid and, and completely just hire people from the outside. I don't know. That, that's, a, that's a difficult transition after Bill Belichick. To me, Brian Flores would be one guy who could probably handle the job and do okay. What, what, is, uh, what are the Bears going to do with, with Justin Fields? I think, you know, all signs point to them keeping him. I, you know, he's actually played pretty decently since he came back from the thumb injury. The whole team in general is, is much more competitive now. And they're in a, a catbird seat where, I mean, they, you know, there's all this talk about who's going to get Caleb Williams. I, I think there's uh, going to be a big competition for Marvin Harrison as well. Like, you know, teams that don't need a quarterback uh, are going to be, you know, all in on this guy. And the Bears, they can just take him. And they can give Justin Fields one of the best receivers to come out of the, in the draft in a while. Uh, and then they also have another top ten pick that they could use or they could trade out of uh, later. So I to me, you know, there's a lot to be said for continuity in the NFL. I think that is such an important part of success. I mean, you look at Mike Tomlin and the Steelers and, and what they've done with their continuity. For the Bears, you can't just keep starting over every three years with a new head coach and a new quarterback. I think they are starting to finally build. So, to me, you know, definitely I would keep Justin Fields. It seems like they're going to keep the coaching staff as well. Even though their record isn't great over the last couple of years, you can see they are starting to build. And with with what the Bears are picking with right now, man, they can add Marvin Harrison, and boom, they are off. So I, I think the Bears just need to stay the course. Um, okay. Uh, what about the Cardinals? Kyler Murray saying incredible things about Jonathan Gannon, but we thought they'd let him walk at the end of the year. Has that changed? Yeah, I, I think same, very similar to what I just said with the Bears. I, I've been really impressed with Kyler Murray this year. I think he's shown a lot for a kid who – Last year was kind of a punching bag and all the stuff that came out about the video games and his lack of, of studying and interest. I think he's totally turned it around this year. For, for him to come back to a team, you know, they were 1-8 and eight or whatever by the time he came back. He's coming off a, a torn ACL where he's not nearly, you know, himself as an athlete that he's, you know, that he used to be, not nearly close to 100%. And he's out there throwing his body around like he's playing for the Super Bowl when the Cardinals are totally out of it. I know he's probably playing for his job a little bit, but I've been very impressed with Kyler Murray's leadership and his toughness this year. And he's going out and he's, you know, taking his team into Pittsburgh and winning. And um, he's going across the country to Philadelphia and winning. I've been very impressed with Kyler Murray. So not surprised to hear Jonathan Gannon the other day say that Kyler Murray's the man. Just like the Bears, I think the, the Cardinals need to keep building with Murray. If they can find a way to get Marvin Harrison, that'd be tr- a tremendous ad for them. Otherwise, just keep finding weapons for, for Murray. And I think that the Cardinals, despite their record this year, they've been competitive. Jonathan Gannon has been playing hard. I actually see that as a franchise headed in the right direction if they just kind of stay the course.
That's the voice of Ben Bolin. Read his work in the Boston Globe. Check him out. It's awesome stuff. Ben, you're the best. Thanks for joining us. All right. Thanks, Dougie. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Winter's coming. Here in L.A., that means more rain. But for others, a wintery combination of sleet, slush, snow, ice, whatever winter means to you, Tire Rack has the tires that will elevate your drive. All-season tires, all-weather tires, and dedicated winter tires. Go to TireRack.com, use the Tire Decision Guide. You'll get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from a full line of Yokohama tires. Ship fast and free to you or one of over 10,000 recommended installers. You'll get free road hazard protection for two years. Mobile tire installation is available in many areas. And I don't know if you've heard about this. They bring new tires to your home or work and install them on site. It's a game changer. Go to tyrat.com sports to see their Yokohama test results and special offers. They've been doing this for over 40 years. Trust me. Tire Rack is the experts. That's tyrat.com sports, tyrat.com. It's the way the tire buying should be. Traveling to watch college hoops this winter? No, you got to stay at graduate hotels. They're obsessed with college basketball just like us. Each hotel has a unique look, inspired by the local team and its traditions. And as a sports fan, you'll really get graduate hotels and all the cool specific design details. Chapel Hill, Bloomington, East Lansing stores, they're all in hometowns of some of college basketball's most iconic programs. And the hotels bring you into that story with every visit. Why would you stay anywhere else? Graduate Hotels has over 30 hotels coast to coast, down south, all over the Midwest. So the odds are there's one out there where you're going, especially games and big conferences. Check out all the graduate locations at graduatehotels.com. And when it's time to book, get up to 30% off a stay with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Go book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Broadcasting live from the studios of Fox Sports Radio, here's Doug Gottlieb. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Shortly after the show, your podcast, your, our podcast will be going up. Uh, if you missed any of today's show, be sure to check out the podcast. Just search Doug Gottlieb Show wherever you get your podcasts. And also make sure you f- uh, follow it, rate, review, subscribe, uh, all on the podcast. Remember, we get the live podcast hour, top of the hour. Just search Doug Gottlieb wherever you get your podcast. You'll see today's show posted right after we get off the air. 
Let's get to the press. The press. Danny B, what do you got? Doug, we got some NBA stuff to get to in a little bit. But first, let's start off with the NFL. A survey done by the NFL Players Association asked players across the league to rank their coordinators. So players on each team were asked uh, how they felt about their coordinators, offensive players with the offensive coordinators, defensive, uh, and so forth, and special teams as well. And according to the survey, the top offensive coordinator in the NFL, or the one who got the highest rating, Frank Smith of the Miami Dolphins. The top defensive coordinator in the NFL, according to the survey, was Aaron Glenn of the Detroit Lions. Well, the top special teams coordinator, a familiar name, John Fossil of the Dallas Cowboys. Hmm. Hmm. John Fossil, the Dallas Cowboys. But, okay. I, I, the the interesting one is Ben Johnson wasn't number one, but Frank Smith is a guy I've heard just rave reviews on. And it's always interesting, right? Like, who do you credit there? Do you credit Mike McDaniels, as he called? But apparently Frank Smith is the guy who people believe is the brains behind the operation. Well, there's, there's also just the, you know, not guilty by association, but it's kind of the Sean McVay factor. Sure. Right? Sure. Where now you go to the to the hot coordinators and yeah, deal with them. No, but you're it doesn't necessarily mean that these are the best coordinators or the coordinators that are gonna get head coaching jobs. I'm sure it helps in their case to say, Hey, this is what my players think of me. But yeah, you mentioned Ben Johnson. Um, you know, as, as a name that, that didn't make the top five. But uh, interesting to see on, on who stuck up for who. Kellen Moore made the top five for the Chargers as well. Uh, we've figured out the cause. Officials have in South Florida of the fire uh, that burned the home of Tyree Kill yesterday. I know there was some speculation here, some inside investigation going on in the program. In the end, officials say that the uh, cause of the blaze was accidental mm. as they believe a child with a lighter started the blaze in a bedroom in Tyree Kill's mansion. Was his name Beavis or Butthead? I'm not sure. Fire, 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 fire. That was cool. So... A lighter, the reason for the blaze. Mm. Glad everybody's safe. We can we can joke about it because everybody was safe. Yeah. But there were significant flames and smoke flying out of that thing yesterday. No uh, practice today, by the way, for Tyree Kill. Still out with uh, for personal reasons because of that blaze. By the way, I I asked or I talked to Doug about this before the show. As part of my upbringing in the seventies, and this dates me, and it might be a little too old for you two. It was a massive part of the messaging by the government to not play with matches. That they not only start forest fires, they start house fires. There was PSAs. I think it feels like that went away. Like it isn't a part of the public messaging. And maybe because we, I was a part of the latchkey kid generation, and parents are more involved now. But it just seems weird that a fire was started by a small child and a lighting device. Uh, it does seem particularly odd. I'm not going to lie to you there. Uh, there's lots of things, though, like, right? It's, it's 10 o'clock. Do you know who your children are? Remember that one? Oh, yeah. Now, now you have the AirTag or the Life 360 where you can just track them. You actually see how fast they're driving in your car. That's I'll, t- I'll tell you another thing about this. Take it a different way. House fires are freaking scary. Like, I, I, I you know, I, I hope no one has to ever deal with it. 
But just the vision. Have you ever had a house like on your block? Or, I mean, they're like, like, that's freaky stuff to see a house just go up in flames. Yeah, especially a nice one. Yeah. We had a neighbor growing up that their upstairs started on fire. And so you're, we're in our living room and it's just completely freaky as their upstairs is burning. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, maybe you guys aren't freaked out by it, but maybe that's the reason that I, well, I am. I haven't seen it in person, so I can't tell you. know what I mean? Never doubt, like, down the block, there's never been a house fire or anything? No. Oh, interesting. Okay. All right. Brooklyn Nets became the first team in the NBA to be fined for violating the new load management rules, docked $100,000 for sitting four rotational players in a game last week against the Bucks. Huh. Huh. Yep. So other teams yep. have been able to get away with it without without getting fined, but the, the Nets are the ones that get fined? They're the first ones to be uh, tabbed with it, with their four players. That's they like also... the NCAA, right? The NCAA, the old Jerry Tarkanian line. They get so mad at UCLA, they put McNeese State on probation. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, Bucks forward Giannis Antetokounmpo leads all players in fan voting for next month's All-Star Game in Indianapolis. He's got 2.17 million votes. LeBron, the leading vote-getter in the West. But what's interesting about the West voting is where Devin Booker is, or really where Devin Booker isn't. The Phoenix Suns guard, you guys were talking about Pro Bowl snubs earlier. Mm -hmm. Well, Devin Booker is not even in the top 10 of voting for the backcourt in the Western Conference. The likes of Klay Thompson and Austin Reeves have currently garnered more votes than one Devin Booker. Interesting. James Harden has as well. I mean, he's done a lot. He's trans- transitioning position-wise. I think the Suns are going to be pretty good when they have all three play, all three of their guys. You know, last night they lost to the Clippers. They didn't have Kevin Durant. They're not winning that game. Um, but uh, that is interesting. Is he still with Ky- Kylie Jenner? No, I don't think so. Oh, okay. I thought it was Kendall. Kylie, Kendall, because that that sure. was significant. When the Kardashians got behind your all-star vote, that, that was a sure thing. No doubt. Tyrese Halliburton, by the way, uh, home fans uh, taking note and everybody else as well. He's the leading vote getter for the guards in the Eastern Conference. And after 12 years in the league, Ricky Rubio calling it quits. Ah, uh, Ricky Rubio, who I thought had bigger upside than Steph Curry. He did have a very good career. That's like this. It just... Just not better than Steph Curry, who was drafted behind him. And that's the press. Hey, get out there and press. That I told Jay Stu this story real quickly. I was, at, uh, I was at an auto parts store getting some coolant for my daughter's car today. And a guy was like, hey, haven't seen you in a while. I'm a, he's like a chiropractor healer. Boy, you look like you could use some help with the bags in your eyes. I was like, mm, that's not a way to get my business. Anyway, check out the podcast. It's live, top of the hour. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Traveling for college hoops this winter? Pro tip, stay at a graduate hotel. They're obsessed with college basketball, just like us. Each graduate hotel is like a shrine to the local team with lots of cool details for alumni. Nods to school colors, mascots. Why would you stay anywhere else? They have 30-plus hotels in the best college towns. And get this, you can save up to 30% with the code DOUG. That's my name, D-O-U-G. Good at any graduate hotel, any location, up to 30% off. Book your basketball stays at graduatehotels.com. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. 